Winning Retirement Radio. The Federal Reserve's attack on inflation isn't just hard on home buyers and those with credit card debt. Uncle Sam is feeling the squeeze of higher borrowing costs, too. According to the U.S. Treasury Department, during the fiscal year 2022 alone, the federal government made $475 billion in net interest payments. With the national debt currently around $31 trillion, that means the folks in D.C. need more money, and we all know where they turn to get the influx in funds. Regular folks just like us. I think most hardworking Americans don't mind paying their fair share for things that we know are needed, like keeping our roads paved and, you know, providing a good school system for our children, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that of our course. family's cared for. We don't want to, you know, drive around on roads with big old holes in them and things like that. But it's the things that, that are being forced upon us. Uh, I, I haven't met anybody yet that thinks it's okay to pay off someone else's loan. No. Right. I haven't figured, I mean, I don't, I don't know how we really quantify that as, as, as a good idea. And, and, and there's other things, but, you know, how do we get to this point where the United States of America is in dire need because of the debt? And the debt is there. It's only getting worse because of the policies that are in place. Yes. However, even if they wanted to reduce taxes at this point, could they? No. No. Because we're already trying to we're already trying to fix inflation. If we add more money back into the economy on the on the tax side of things, then that's just going to undo what they're trying to do with interest rates going up. Right. Mm -hmm. They can't raise interest rates too high because we're dealing with servicing all this debt. So it's it's been this constant balancing act. I always picture when when we're talking about these economic issues, I always picture like one of those clowns with those plates spinning on their <laughs> fingers and their feet, and they've got like a stick hanging out. I feel like that's what the government has to do, right? <laughs> yeah, they're balancing all these things, and if you if you just if you move one off balance, then the whole thing topples. I don't think that's really the definition of balancing the budget, do you? <laughs> but now you see the picture in my head, right? Oh my goodness! Oh, but you know. Right now, the U.S. national debt's right at thirty-one point two trillion. Yeah, that's trillion. what Kristen was just saying. But here's what's interesting: the Federal Reserve only holds six point two trillion of that debt. That's roughly twenty percent. That means that foreign investors and everyone else holds the other eighty percent. So here's what's interesting to me, though: that eighty percent of debt that is owed to everybody else, there's a law that says they have to pay interest payments on that each year. Mm-hmm. And for every 1% of interest rate, that's $249 billion of interest owed. So if interest rates are at 4%, that makes the interest payments alone nearly a trillion dollars. Hmm. Now, the federal budget for 2022 is $5.3 trillion. Mm-hmm. That means 20% nearly of the U.S. budget is going to have to go to pay for interest payments Jeez. if interest rates are at 4%. That's craziness. So what does that mean for you and I? I mean, I could talk about trillions and billions and all that. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was just glazing over a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. 
what it all means, though, is the U.S. government's between a rock and a hard place right now. And, and so whenever someone's backed into a corner, they sort of come out swinging. And I sort of feel like that's what's going to happen with tax rates at some point. Now, we know that we only have until the end of 2025 for the tax rates that we're dealing with right now. So what does that mean for you? The more that you have saved in these tax-deferred accounts, the more that you have saved in your IRAs or 401ks, that's money that's untouched, folks. And what could your potential tax bill be? Hmm. To find out, we'd love to do what we call a tax map for you, where we can go in and we can look at what you have and the potential of future taxes, even if the tax rates stay the same. But what if they go higher? Find out more anytime at LegacyRetirementGroup.com. Years ago, there was a store that tried to create a little excitement by making blue light special announcements. Boy, that brings back memories for me. Yes. Mm. It was all for customers walking the aisles when they dropped the price on certain items. Attention Kmart shoppers. And with all the dips lately, it kind of feels like that blue light special is out there on Wall Street some days. I mean, the Dow ended October up 14%, its best monthly gain in 45 years, I read. But the index remains down about 10% of the year. Now, that's the Dow. Knowing that this volatility has caused anxiety for many listening today that are seeing their investment accounts decline in value, Greg, Kristen, what's your advice for those that are close to or already in retirement and are feeling uneasy about it all? Well, first of all, have you ever been in Kmart when they did one of those blue light specials? Mm-hmm. Back in the day. Up at, yeah, up at the front of the store, they'd have this, you know, metal pole that went up with the, the you know, the spinning blue light that went around and, and uh, get your attention. And that was one of my dad's favorite places to go. Mm. And, of course, in central Ohio, everybody knows the joke. They put an S on the end of every store. So yes. for my dad, especially, Kmart's. it was not Kmart. It was Kmart's. <laughs> it was not Walmart. It was Walmart. So it wasn't Kroger. It was Kroger's. Yeah. <laughs> Where I you come know, from, it, we do the exactly. same thing. And and so dad would uh, say, well, I went to Kmart's today. <laughs> and, you know, um, I kind of miss um, that that part, you know. Yeah, it makes you miss your dad, Greg. I mm-hmm. get that. Good memories yeah. there. My grandfather was quite the character and a stubborn old man, but he loved that blue light special in Kmart, so I know what you mean. Well, Dad would bring home, you know, those chocolates that come in a bag, you know, like the little white bag that's sealed at the top and bottom. Mm, mm-hmm. And and Dad would bring home those chocolates from Kmart's. Mom like, Louie, why do you buy those? That's what she <laughs> called my dad. Her name was Louis. She called him Louie. So, yeah. That place has fond memories in our family. There was a there was a Kmart right on South High Street on the south end of Columbus near where I grew up. And so I would ride my bike there as a teenager and, you know, get things for my mom. She would want me to go get and, and so on. But but as far as investments go, and I don't know how I carried on so much about Kmart, but <laughs> as far as our investments go, there's all these different strategies or some might even call them gimmicks that you can use to invest. And it's not that, you know, they aren't legitimate. I would say for young people, being able to invest when things are dipping is something that is really not a bad idea. Okay. And it's not bad for any of us to buy low and sell high. It's just hard to know exactly when the low is low and when the high is high. 
if you don't go about it in the right way, sometimes you can, you know, miss out on opportunities or, or lose more than what you are bargaining for. To clarify, who are young people? Because I feel very old. But seriously, who is it not a bad idea to think that way for? Well, I would say, you know, if you're in your 20s or 30s or okay. even, you know, into your 40s, you can afford to take extra risks. Okay. And, and even maybe in your early 50s. But by the time you're 60 years old, you really need to have a game plan in place. You need to have a strategy for the long term. You need a strategy that that makes sense for where you are in life. And we call it a retirement investment strategy, a retirement investment plan, if you would, because investing when you're young, you're typically, you know, toss some money in out of every paycheck. Mm -hmm. Really, without even trying, you sort of buy the dips, right? Because when you're putting money in out of every paycheck, you're buying some when it's high, you're buying some when it's low. So you're constantly buying and you're going to get to buy some when it's low. That being said, when you're retiring or you're getting closer, maybe, you know, 60 and older, now it's time to be more consistent because you've got, hopefully by that point, you got a nest egg, right? You know, mm -hmm. uh, if you've saved three or $400,000, or maybe you saved a half million dollars, or maybe you saved a million dollars or more, you became one of those, you know, uh, millionaires next door, or what we like to call the middle class millionaire, someone who worked really, really hard, and was very disciplined about their approach and, and saved very well. If you're in that place, now you can't afford to make a big mistake. Mm -hmm. You can't afford to see, you know, your portfolio get out of hand. And so that's why we really operate by principles here. You know, the first principle is no investment decision at this point in your life should be made outside the context of a plan. So therefore, the plan determines how you invest or the positions that you hold. And then outside of that, you know, we look at it and we say, okay, we need to be transparent with fees. People mm -hmm. need to know what they're being charged. And then we need to be efficient with risk. Look, if you're investing, you're going to go up sometimes and you're going to go down sometimes. But are we being efficient with that? Protect your income, grow the rest. That's one of our principles. And then don't let your portfolio get hit with health care costs, inflation, or taxes. We don't want those things to derail your retirement. But when you put that in perspective, what asset classes are there for me? Well, there's asset classes where our principles protected. And there's asset classes where our principles at risk. And you essentially break them down into three places. We have the banks, okay? And banks have savings and CDs and checking and money markets. And then mm -hmm. we have the brokerage firms, right? And so we have stocks and bonds and mutual funds and, and exchange-traded funds and variable annuities and commodities and, and alternatives, all those things. And then we have insurance companies, annuities and life insurance. And within the annuity world, we have fixed annuities that are kind of like a CD. We have fixed index annuities where you can go up with the market, but it can't go down. And you have variable annuities where you're in the market. So with the banks, there's a string attached. Okay. What is it? You don't make much. With insurance companies, there's a string attached. They're yeah. not fully liquid. Ah. With brokerage products, you have a string attached. You can lose your money. Mm. So knowing how to navigate those waters, 
How much should go in insurance products? How much should I keep in the bank? How much should I have growing in the brokerage products? That's part of the recipe for a retirement plan, folks. And so I believe in this type of economy, it's more important than ever to have a game plan, a retirement investment strategy. Connect now at winningretirementradio.com. Greg Taylor is an investment advisory representative of Legacy Advisory Network, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the state of Ohio. The firm only conducts business in states where it's properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Legacy Advisory Network, LLC, and this station are not affiliated. The investment ideas and financial vehicles discussed here should not be considered to be personalized investment advice, nor are these recommendations to buy or sell any particular investment or product. The information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should first consult with the competent tax, legal, accounting, and other professionals regarding the applicability and the suitability of any investment ideas. Past performance is not guaranteed of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims payability of the issuing company.